you're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 161, where we will be discussing chapter 11 of City of Fallen Angels, Our Kind. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? <laughs> 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 We're waiting. I try, I try to design myself commits. every time, and I can't. <laughs> no, it just, it feels right. It feels right. Nobody will say anything mm-hmm. until you do. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this Awkward is like, silence. it's the metaphorical gav- like, gavel. <laughs> it's in session. We may begin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> you guys, I had such a busy weekend that I... Didn't even respond to your guys' messages. How was Bryn's birthday? She got her ears pierced, I heard. Sorry, my phone was cutting out. Um, what'd you say? Someone opened your garage. <laughs> I said, how was Bryn's birthday? I'm sorry, I missed all the messages. I was so busy. Oh, um, it was good. She hung out with her friends and stuff. Uh, we couldn't go get her ears done uh, yesterday because the, the pierces was full. Um, so we have an appointment on Tuesday. Mm. You're so fancy. <clears throat> Not going to Claire's like a terrible <laughs> piercing pagoda. Yes. Hey, I got my second set of holes done at the icing because why pay the yeah. extra money? I was took fun. Cassie to Claire's. I had no idea. Well, that's where yeah. I went the first time she got her ears pierced, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has very, very sensitive skin. So I need to get her like surgical steel or titanium or something like that. Yeah. Titanium. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I can wear. So. Well, that's cool. I can't believe she's... And she's my daughter. Right. So. Yeah. I'm this is true. You, you guys have the same skin. This is true. Yeah. I actually... Yeah. I just... I mean, it's the same keratin. <laughs> hair and nails and skin. I yeah. I just dyed her hair and, like, uh, redid her shave under, like, Auntie Robin. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I never, I really liked having my hair mm-hmm. shaved under. And I've been getting so hot lately. It reminds mm. me of why I did it. But I've come this far growing it out. It's just such yeah. a pain. Who knew? <laughs> mm. Right. Who it's like knew? we didn't talk about it the whole time. <sighs> oh, and I yeah. know I have it easy because it's growing out very fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't complain. Yeah. But it's one of my top five hobbies, so. <laughs> like, what do you do for fun? I complain. Uh-huh. Exaggerate. <laughs> Express my anxiety. Yeah. Doom spiral. Yeah. Doom, Doom spiral. spiral. Those are. Absolutely. Just <laughs> hashtag girl things. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've been hanging out with neurotypical people. Ew. <laughs> Not that I'm self-diagnosing myself, because who would do that? But I was just like, I am weird. And I knew I was weird, but at least I had a safe little home uh-huh. in the two of you. And it's just more apparent every right. time. Is it with soccer people? Yes, and they're uh-huh. so extremely nice. Like... It's fun. They're extremely nice and stuff. But afterwards, I'm just like, why did you say that? Why did of you course. keep talking? Nobody gives a shit what you're saying. Please stop doing that. Like, and I'm overanalyzing everything. Where at this point, I have apologized more than I think I've actually said words mm-hmm. to the two of you. So you just know that um, I am just me. And so I don't yeah. ever have to like, I never. Or if I do have a feeling that I'm like, look. That was weird. I'm sorry I said that. I will just tell you. Mm-hmm. So that way, or sometimes I'll even be like, look, I don't want to be up till four o'clock in yeah. the morning thinking about this. Yeah. So um, I know Let I kind of sound like a bitch, now. but I wasn't trying to. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, absolutely not. Never even yeah. thought of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is why I'm on meds, dude. I used to do that and I feel so much better now. <laughs> It's really, I'm not, I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm just saying it's, it's really helped me. I feel, I feel really good. (laughs) It's good. It's good stuff. I realized that like my skill level with other people 
I didn't realize how bad it was in the time that I've worked from home. Oh my God. Uh-huh. I used to be like charming. I, I feel that with like yourself. like I used to be <laughs> I used to be a pleasure. I am not anymore. Charm the pants off that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Have you uh, entered your swamp witch yeah. face? I'm just like I I talk too loud in the room. Like I just <laughs> That's always my fear. I'm just so annoyed. I know that we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. but that is the mm-hmm. same. My voice is very annoying. I say it's things not, and I mean but... it one way and I think that there's no way it could be misconstrued. But then I'm haunted mm. for days thinking about how, oh, no, they must have totally thought of it this way, even though I don't even know. I know nothing. They probably didn't even notice. It probably didn't even cross their mind. That you said yeah, anything. <laughs> You said it under your breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mental gosh. illness is fun. We are amazing. <laughs> Just a bag full of crazy, and it is awesome. Oh, good <laughs> stuff. I love you guys. Oh, Seriously. Same thing. I know. Oh, if I didn't have you guys, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably Things be in jail. Oh. <laughs> Did you say in yeah. jail? <laughs> Just because you can't yeah. bend, yeah. it would explode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Um, I had had to do not had to. I volunteered to do the um, polar plunge, the Special Olympics mm. Oregon polar plunge. We we have a um, we're a, one of the main sponsors. Um, our company is so. We have a tent there and we do giveaways and then we also do a gear truck. So basically we, we hold people's backpacks and Coat things tech. like that. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. For, you know, the race and the plunge. And I ran the truck by myself and normally it's super busy and we need like six people, but this year it was just me and it was no big deal. So the owner of our company kept coming to check on me and make sure I was fine. And I'm like, bro, I never get alone time. Like this is totally fine with me. I'm good with in between people, you know? But anyway, he stood there for a little while before we actually had that conversation and we were chatting for a bit. And finally he just goes, okay, so I'll be back. Cause I'm just like, I don't have anything to say. I'm awkward <laughs> and weird. And <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I prefer to be by myself because I'm not awkward when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a relief. Anyway. It's such a relief to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I can feel normal again. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Do we have anything else to share or should we get get to getting? I think we overshared. Okay. I think so. so. I think we're fine. Yeah. yeah. Reeling it back in. We're going to kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on <clears throat> Downworld or Dish. Simon is in his shit. Nope. It's not what I wrote. <laughs> Simon is in the shit. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, his bags are packed pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. If you mm. will. He's brooding on his almost murder of Maureen. And the fact that Kyle is actually Jordan Kyle, Maya's ex-boyfriend who attacked and turned her before Barry Goldberging <laughs> out of his life. Simon hesitates on leaving um, because he doesn't, but like he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Um, so he stays. He also needs to verify that if Jordan can do something fucked up after he first became a person slash wolf, then um Turn it around. So can Simon. You know, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Mm-hmm. That's the conversation they were having. Uh, Kyle's able to lay out his side of what happened with Maya. Not that he's trying to sugarcoat it at all. He knows he fucked up big time, slap it abyss. <laughs> but he specifically picked Simon as his ward because he saw Maya's name um, and, like, he still cares about her or whatever. Their bro sesh is interrupted by a knock on the door and someone leaving a note directed at Simon that they have his girlfriend. Simon checks in with his three ladies. <laughs> including Clary, and they all seem to be okay. So when Jace knocks on the door telling him it's clave time, he doesn't hesitate to follow. And I just want you to know the ladies thing, all I can think is like from Surf's Up, where it's like Diedrich, what's his name? I can't remember his last name, but he's like, he's showing his trophies. He's like, these are my ladies. 
And he starts naming that this is Sandra. This that's oh, how that's hilarious. Like, I've never seen the whole anyway. thing. I like it's clave time. What? I like it's clave time too. It's clave time. Yeah. That's that's amazing. If you just said you haven't watched Surf's Up, we might not be able to be friends. That is I've seen parts of it and my kids have watched it, but it's not one that I sat down and watched with them. I normally oh, so do. Good. So yeah. Anyway, it's I good. will. I You'll will. Have, yeah. Homework, if you will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our new Shadowhunter babe, Clary, is using her angel-imbued Rooney powers to make to mark up the blanket piece from the hospital, which leads to an address for the Church of Tallow. A quick Google search reveals nothing concrete, so it's time to investigate discovery. Clary sends a text out to an unknown recipient for backup, but of course doesn't actually wait for them to arrive before going in. The church is leaking creepy vibes, but she pushes herself up to the altar where she finds some disturbing images out of a book, and lo and behold, there is a gallery of tracksuit bandits staring down at her. She makes a leave, but is blocked by a demon. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> We're so good at transitions. Oh, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do our own voices. I also... Held for laughter after my Elton John quote <laughs> for an awkwardly long time. That didn't oh, come. That, I didn't. I didn't. I heard your. I heard your wait for laughter, and I didn't know what it meant. So yeah, I from was Rocket like, Man. Uh, Robin, you gotta yeah. be like me and laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> for my own laughter. I mean, if you start laughing, we'll laugh with you, even if we yeah. don't understand, just to make you feel oh, good. I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys, we're jumping into the fight in Clary's point of view, just as the demon lunges at her. Just rah. So her angel blood activated, and Clary surprised herself, executing a perfect standing backflip over the altar, landing in what I can only assume was an epically cheesy superhero pose. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, Agreed. okay, it yeah. didn't say she, like, dove to the side, or she did a back handspring, like standing backflip, just standing there and then flipping ten feet behind her or whatever. What? Like, like she's a spring, right? Or something? <laughs> yeah, you're not Jace. I was just like, oh, okay, that's it is impressive. I, I have to admit. <laughs> and while she took the time to silently wish that Jace had been there to see how badass that was. With Clary's Uh, sudden departure, the demon took a header straight into the stone altar. Unfortunately, the drippy demon had another two heads to spare. Not great. Mm. This does not look good. As Clary's trying to figure out how to GTFO, uh, she notices all the tracksuit bandits are, like, still silently watching above them, like like a gallery, like in surgery or something. They're just like... (laughs) What's going on down there? Hmm. <laughs> um, and I hate this more than V-Ting. Like, it's just so gross. I I don't like them not moving, not saying anything, and just, like, watching. Mm-hmm. It's like Do the automaton. imagine them having, like, V for Vendetta type masks <laughs> yeah, underneath like their hoods? Yeah, like, faceless. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So... Back to the matter at hand. Uh, Clary snatches the ceremonial knife from the altar, um, playing a demented version of whack-a-mole, like Shanka demon. Um, and <laughs> only this demon wasn't going down that easily. Um, as soon as like its head popped over, she stabs it in the neck um, and it healed itself almost instantly. And Clary knew deep down that she was fucked. <laughs> She'd forgotten one of the main tenets of shadow hunting, the fucking serif blades. <laughs> right, right, right. Bro, so and you're you telling like me she left without packing? It appears so. A weapon? It appears so. And I know pockets were minuscule. Mm-hmm. Yes. True. Right? But if it is, in fact, in a tube, it should have been able she to She could have at least... Clipped it with a carabiner onto her, like, belt loop. Do you think she's, is she in gear? I know. I think so. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of, no, you know what? I think I might be thinking of Lady Midnight. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a fight scene from somewhere else. Mm. Okay. Okay. I just imagined her in. I think she might have put on gear before she left. Maybe not. I mean, you okay. would think she knows she's walking into something, potentially. You you would wear gear and bring all of your weapons, especially... A weapon. I just... 
Yes. Well, and the thing is, it's like, I know that she's not staying at the mm-hmm. Institute. So she she's and she left from her mom's house. But yeah. you would think if she's been walking home mm-hmm. and she now has the sight and she could be attacked at any time, she would keep a safe plate on her. Well, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that has always like confused me about Clary is I understand that she's, you know, muggle born or whatever. She's a mundane <laughs> born and raised so there's a bit of like a, a like a culture adjustment or whatever but not mm-hmm. a single not a single shadow hunter walks around unarmed not a single one of them yeah. like and i understand jocelyn is like kind of like she's not about that life and so she's like kind of laid down her arms or whatever but Clary's actively a shadow hunter. Wouldn't that I feel like I feel like having at least one serif blade on you is like a like you don't walk out of your house without well, it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Jace being so utterly creepy, mm-hmm. protective, back and forth switching, you'd think that he would have like that would have been like these are the ten commandments of right. shadow hunter. Right. One, thou shall not Leave without yeah. a seraph. Well, blade. as we know, Alec can't even go on a date with his uh, warlock boyfriend, who is perfectly capable of protecting them without mm-hmm. multiple seraph and a, a bow and arrow, arrow. a yeah. quiver yes. of arrows, if you will. This feels like Claire. You've been around this long enough. Like you were in the middle of a war. I would think the PTSD alone wouldn't let you leave the house without a weapon. Let alone uh-huh. investigate some. Yeah, and honestly. Shit. Yeah, it's like the first time you go driving with your driver's license by yourself and you're like, okay, got to make sure I have everything, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 and 2, check the mirrors, all this stuff. Like you're not going over a checklist really quick in your head of things you should bring. Right. Mm -hmm. The very first time you go out by yourself. Or also, again, waiting for backup. Yes. I text you to come. But I'm not not going to wait. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's like, listen, if I invited somebody out for lunch and I got there first. I would not start ordering and eating my food before no. they got there. That's rude. It's yeah, yeah. I concur. Come on. <sighs> Case dismissed. <laughs> Judgment passed. Uh, so the only exit she can see is the way she came in, uh, which the demon has inconveniently blocked. <clears throat> which to her. Wait, no, just kidding. Uh, she didn't have a serif blade, but she did have a stele, um, which to her was basically the same thing. She's like, I can I can make do with this. So still on the floor. Um, oh, no, sorry. <clears throat> so Clary yeets herself down the stairs and into the pews in an effort to get around the beholder beast. Um, and so still on the floor, she drew a, like a quick rune on the dagger and watched as it became a holy weapon. She's like, oh, yeah, look at that angelic room power, bitch. (laughs) So Clary is really earning her badass points in this chapter. She's a fucking idiot for going headfirst in on this alone, but still. So she managed to get to her feet as the demon is, like, barreling down the aisle towards her, and she throws the knife. Um, Oh, oh, yes. And she threw her knife of God, sinking it into the middle of into the middle head. Um, But it wasn't enough to banish the demon. It just kept coming with one less head. So the sound of like the tracksuit bandits on up above um, on the move distracted Clary, giving the beast enough time to launch itself over her. She's not the only one that can jump. Okay, this one's got hops, too. (laughs) Um, And he blocks her retreat again. Just as Clary is about to accept her fate, Izzy's golden lasso curls around the two remaining heads and severs them from the demon's neck with a flick of her wrist. Clary dove out of the way, trying to avoid the worst of the the Iker backsplash, but found herself looking up at what I can only assume is an annoyed Isabel, because I'd be pretty fucking annoyed if one of y'all mm-hmm. fucking texts me like, oh my God, it's really important. I need you to meet me here. And then I walk in and you're getting fucking attacked by a demon. Be pissed. Yes. I just want to know. She's distracted by the sound of the moving tracksuit bandits. Is it a footstep shuffle? Or is it a... Yeah, it's the... 100%. Yeah, for sure. 
the sweatpants, the the track there, suit. Yes. There is no debate on this. I will not be taking uh, questions or comments. <laughs> it is whoosh, 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 whoosh. it is windbreaker material, a hundred percent. Yes. It's like when you play heads up seven up in middle school or in middle school in elementary school, and you had on your Adidas squishy yep. pants, and then everybody knew who it was because you switched up yeah. to them. So you can either walk like a cowboy or just accept your fate. You got to make a choice. Okay. But wait, what if, because this is, I guess it's a little late. This could be velour. It probably is the swishies. It could be velour. With with tracksuit bandits on the ass. Yeah. (laughs) Mrs. Kutcher. Or it could be the breakaways, the tearaways. Yes. Oh. Well, the thing is, at the end of this, what it actually is, is this whole time it's just been a right. flashback. <laughs> right. We're just, hey, I'm dancing here. They, they were waiting for the beat to drop, okay? They couldn't move until it was their turn. <sighs> so skipping over to Simon's point of view, he's being escorted by Camilla's flesh puppets to this meeting with the clan leader. And... No. <laughs> I need to marinate on that description for a minute. You, you like flesh puppets? You like that? I don't. I don't. Oh. Oh. I like there was like full silence there for a second because we were all laughing too hard. Because we couldn't breathe. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not letting anyone whose flesh feels like a corpse put a blindfold on me. Okay, I don't give a fuck if he's got the mark of Cain on him or not. That, like, it's too much. (laughs) So the meeting place, like, they remove his blindfold and and he looks around. The meeting place is like an old bank. Um, And from the description of, like, the marble and the gold and, like, the way the arches are, I'm thinking, like, Art Deco, very 1920s. Kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so Camille is waiting for him in kind of like this, it's like a makeshift throne in the middle of the room. Like she just put this like ornate chair with no table in the middle of the room and she's just sitting there, no makeup, but her lips are still red, which I'm assuming it, it they're bloody. Like she's having her nighttime uh-huh. midnight uh-huh. snack or something. She's like, I guess I'll see you. <laughs> like... Oh, it's the middle of the day. Um, so she's like not obviously not done up, like I said. And it it almost seems like she might she might have been like napping or sleeping or like I don't know. Does she sleep in a coffin? Is that gauche? Is that not? <laughs> oh, I feel like I she feel would, like she would though. too. Right? right? She, she she does feel yeah, like someone absolutely. that would like lean into it. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't even imagine. I know there are people IRL that do that shit, and I just no. nope. No. Give me a king size bed to myself. <laughs> so she made it a point to note that uh, that she was making an exception, agreeing to meet him in such like at such a vulnerable hour. Um, but the combo shifts, and she's like, "Yeah, so you're in, right?" <laughs> and Simon's like immediately on the back foot. He's like, "Why would you just assume I'd agree?" <laughs> like, she's like, "Well, um, you're here, and..." If you were here to tell me, like, you wouldn't be here if you were going to tell me bad news. Because I. Like, too much. You yeah, too I'm much terrifying. Yep. <laughs> I'm a badass bitch, so. Yeah. And she's like, I'm confident you made the right choice. And before Simon can respond, his phone buzzed. And he, he's like, oh, hold on. And he answers it. She's like, no, do not answer the fucking phone. Just a minute. Can you hear me? Like, <laughs> can you hear me now? It is That's such I... a fucking millennial thing to do. Ooh. <laughs> well, and I like in his head the whole time he's like, gotta stall for time. Gotta stall for time. Yes. Gotta make it awkward. Gotta stall for time. Yep. Gotta make it awkward. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he, he has the balls. <clears throat> Which I will probably never say that again. He has the balls to actually answer the phone anyway, even though she's record. like, no, bitch, do not. Monday, March 13th, 2023, Amanda, Amanda willingly and of her own accord said that Simon had balls. <laughs> 
without coercion. Without coercion. <laughs> Can we get that oh, in writing? Oh shit! Oh yeah. wait, we have it in writing. It's in the doc. Yeah, yeah. And now recorded. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Okay, so he answers it, and except for, like, he he does answer it, except, like, instead of actually answering it, he takes photos of, I think, was Camille, right? Mm -hmm. And then sends them to someone. And he does it so quickly. Obviously, I assume she doesn't really know what he's doing on a cell phone anyway. I assume Mm -hmm. she doesn't have one, but I, I may assume wrong, because Magnus probably has one. She just doesn't seem like the type. I agree. I agree. Uh-huh. She doesn't seem mm-hmm. like the type. And if she did, she'd probably have a blackberry. I don't know why. She's got to <laughs> keep then, the like, calendar And then, like, why would straight. she give some of her precious grave dirt to Simon <clears throat> to get a hold of her? She'd just be right, like, fair. Yes. call me after nine when the minutes are free. Exactly. She definitely feels like yes. someone who's, like, like almost like how ben- Benedict would be if he had lived. Like, just mm-hmm. refuses to move on with the times. Like, she will do it dramatically. She will do it the old-fashioned way. And you will just comply. Like, Yes. This is where she's comfortable mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to meet her at kind of a vibe. So I think yeah. that's I, – I, I don't that, like her, but I kind of like right. that. I don't know why. That's why I think Robin's right about her sleeping in a coffin. I think she's a traditionalist. Yeah. yeah. She has yeah. the audacity. She, she has the audacity. With her whole ass heart. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> she put her whole vampire into this. Okay. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> okay, so we don't know who the photos went to, but my guess is they went to Daddy Luke. I don't know. Anyway, Camille is pissed that he actually took you know, answered the phone, and she demands that he pays her more respect because she demands more than that from her servants. And she starts to give him an ultimatum about never doing it again when he interrupts with his big balls chip move. Okay, there you go a second time. And you guys, I know you don't know big balls chip. It's the coach from Oregon Ducks a long time ago. He used to make big moves and they'd call him big balls chips and Andy chip. And Andy has a shirt (laughs) that actually says big balls chip on it. And they go like this because the balls are big. Oh, wow. Because he wasn't scared. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (sighs) it was a huge, but I had to. So anyway, he goes in with another big ball move. Big balls (laughs) move. Does he just have one? I don't know. It's too much to ask. He's a child. (laughs) So (laughs) he reminds her that he's basically untouchable. So like, what are you going to do about it? Plus, what is the shit about being a servant? I thought that I was going to be your partner. So... Tell me everything. And she makes Mm -hmm. some comment about like, she's like, oh, God, don't be such a fool or something like that. And for whatever reason, Simon focuses on her being able to say God. And I'm just like, dude, drop it. Why is this such a big deal for you right now? I think he's stalling for time still. I guess that's fair. Good point. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. Um, So she kind of explains like, oh, it's because I don't believe in God and you still do. So like, whatever. So anyway, eventually she's fun- like, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I think it's funny. This was one of her like big, like, come work with me. I'll teach you all these vampire tricks about like how you can say God. And then it's like, what's such a letdown. Like she yeah. really built it up. And then it was just so easy. It was, there wasn't a ritual. Yeah. There wasn't anything you had to do. It was just easy. Right. Well, and she made all these promises and says things like, I'll teach you this. And then right before she asks, because next she asks him to sign a blood oath. Why would he sign an oath if you're proving your true colors right now? You're telling him he's going to be a servant. You're not teaching him how to say God. (laughs) You're not selling yourself very well here, Camille. (laughs) She's a predator. Yeah. Yeah. So she asks him to, she tells him, actually, it's time for you. Basically, she's like, no more talking about God. Okay. We're going to sign this blood oath. Okay, so <laughs> him signing this oath says that he will be loyal to her and he won't do anything disrespectful anymore, like answer his phone, because that mm-hmm. was a no-no. So, of course, he's panicking and trying to stall still, but on not only trying to stall because, you know, there's a big moment coming up, but also because, like, ouch, and Bledo sounds um, bad, because downworlders take that shit pretty seriously. So he can't really mm-hmm. sign into that. 
So he's like, oh, I'm kind of like afraid of um, like sharp objects. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else you would say, but like, okay. (laughs) And she's just like, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. But just in time. Yeah. He's saved by the portal mate. And a portal appears <laughs> with shadow hunters piling out of it like they're exiting a clown car. <laughs> Just to keep coming. There's like a dozen of them, apparently. But I have a question, okay? And I wrote this, and then I was thinking about this all morning. How did this portal just appear? Because if only shadow hunters came out, I thought there were only like two permanent portals in the area that we know of. At the, I, I bet. Because Clary created the portal rune at the end of the last book series. Okay. So I bet that's yeah. what they're using. I didn't think about that. For some reason, I was thinking she would be the only one that could use the rune. But duh. That's uh-uh. stupid. Of course. Okay. Unless, I mean, she might have... I don't specifically remember her sitting down teaching it to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming yeah, that, that must have happened. That would make sense. I just want to know, how confused were you that we went from Jace telling him... You're coming with me mm-hmm. to starting with him being in the bank. I'm like, yes. I thought I missed something. I had to go back and reread. I was so yeah. confused. And then there was just one little tiny line about how, like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this for the clay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a little confusing. I, I agree. I was confused. Yeah. It's, we don't get that very often where it's that back and forth like that. That's not the normal for these stories. So, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Weird. <sighs> <sighs> So all these shadow hunters get there, whatever, and then we don't get to know what happens after that because that would be too cool. So we get to go back to Izzy and Clary. So they are in an unused bedroom at the Institute. Unfortunately, they're just tidying up themselves. They're not in a bedroom together. This is not where this is leading for anyone. Okay? Chill out. Chillax. <laughs> anyway, they're, um, Izzy's drawing an Arazzi on Clary and kind of fixing up what the Arazzi won't handle, like bruises and blood and things like that. And Izzy warns her that sh- um, Clary will still have some bruising, but rest will make them heal faster. And I have to tell this story because it totally pertains to this. And it happened just last morning, last night. So I was reading Lincoln a story and it was Daniel Tiger. And, um, it was like a bedtime story and the parents were trying to get him to go to bed and he just wanted to play, which is exactly how my night went last night. Time change. Lincoln did not mm-hmm. want to go to bed. And so the parents are telling him, Daniel Tiger, they're like, listen, when you go to bed, you grow. And so you have to get some sleep so that you can grow. And Lincoln's like, what? <laughs> so we get finished with the story and we put the book away and I'm like, OK, go go to sleep, whatever. He wants me to rub his back for a minute. I'll do that until he gets sleepy enough for me to leave his room. Anyway. He rolls over, I'm rubbing his back, and then he rolls back over and whispers to me, and he's like, I'm growing. He's so excited. And then first thing this morning, the first thing he said to me was, I grow, I grow last night, I think is what he said. But like, you know, he was so, he remembered he was growing and stuff. So hopefully I can keep that going for at least a week. <laughs> yep. Dude, that's like, when I was telling him about, when we were talking about the Spider-Man in the bath, really? It's like, Yeah. If you look up at Spider-Man in the bathtub, if there's a sticker, he'll make it so you don't get water yep. in your eyes. <laughs> really? It's like, so so cute. I know. Everything is so amazing to him right now. It's really fun. <laughs> anyway, it just made me really, I was like, dude, I literally just read about that. Everything repairs while you're sleeping. That's totally true. Daniel Tiger so said cute. so. So, I mean. <sighs> so it's obviously real. Anywho. Uh, Clary thanks Izzy for her help, not just for, you know, the Arazzi, but also for, like, you know, saving her life from whatever demons those were. Of course, she could have done her own Arazzis, but it's nice to have someone care for mm. you, which, I Facts. mean, I don't think Izzy would, they would have gotten back and Izzy would just been like, okay, bye, no. I know you're bleeding, but you can handle yourself, so, yeah. you know, eh. so Izzy tells her um, that they are Hydra demons, and, um, you know, that they have a couple extra heads and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she compliments Clary's shadow hunter skills with a Z because she was totally holding her own for the most part when Izzy showed up. So, yeah, it's annoying that she went in. But, like, dang, girl, I didn't expect you to be able to do all of that by yourself. So, mm-hmm. obviously, some of your training is working. And uh, so Clary decides that she's like, well, I should probably do, like, some research on this Church of Talto. 
So then she decides to tell Izzy all about what's going on, like her going to the hospital and seeing that baby. And for some reason, I don't know why she decides to leave her mom out of the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just like that feels too personal, but Izzy's her friend. So I don't totally get that. I think that Izzy would understand it. So, yeah, I feel like we're going to find out more about that later or something <clears throat> like there has to be. A I reason. feel like this is just Clary's weird pick me energy Uh uh-huh yeah I feel like there's no other reason other than Clary just doesn't feel comfortable confiding in Izzy that way like having that relationship with her Mm -hmm. mm-hmm because you're right yeah I guess it's pretty private for her mom she's willing to call Izzy to back her up when she's in a pinch Mm -hmm. she came in and saved her so she's proven that she you know will answer the call right like Izzy's proven to be a good friend Clary at this point I think it's just her stubbornness more than anything because she's she's Uh got all the proof in the world that Izzy's got her back I think Uh that Izzy's being a major bitch face in this chapter so really yeah okay okay Interesting. Not necessarily at this point. Not yet. It, but, okay. <laughs> uh, when it gets to my part, I'm yeah, just like, not yet. No, the, not yet. the whole okay, vibe okay. is tainted for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't know. Is it something where it's like Jocelyn isn't supposed to be intervening in Shadowhunter stuff because she's a Mundy now and she can get in trouble for it? Okay. Or maybe maybe Clary thinks that she could get maybe. her mom in trouble if she's interfering with a Clave investigation. Yeah. Is yeah. That would be more what I was thinking why she would not bring it up. She could also just be like, I'm so cool. I figured this out and I went and did this. But really, it was her mom and her connections. Uh, <laughs> all of my That's own. another way to. This I is what I you. love about all three of us. What happened to Robin's phone? I know, you're sideways. <laughs> That's just me. It's just me. This is how this I This is am. what I love about having three people <laughs> on a podcast. We have three wildly different variations of how this conversation can yeah. go. I love it. Definitely. Okay, so the next part I was a little confused about when I read it, but then I listened to this part in the Audible, and I think I get it now. So basically, Clary explains her theory of the whole baby situation to Izzy. She believes that someone is trying to recreate a baby like Sebastian and maybe like the it's a Monday woman or something and maybe she just like they experimented on her and she totally lost her mind when she saw the baby and stuff and like just lost it and didn't want to keep the baby and then she adds like maybe one of Valentine's followers that hasn't been caught has done this or something or maybe it's like a creepy cult that is doing it I don't know but anyway so she adds she says the name Sebastian and then she corrects herself and she's like I guess actually his name is Jonathan and Izzy's like no we're not doing that that's my brother Jace's name don't taint that name with his disgustingness <laughs> he will forever be Sebastian and I think we can all agree with that I think we're all yeah. on board besides it's confusing yeah too it's many confusing. Jonathans it, anyway let's just go with Sebastian mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clary internally agrees with her anyway. She's like, it feels easier to call him something else. It's not like a family name, basically. Plus, like, Jonathan is also your boyfriend's name. So it's weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's like my daughter's boyfriend's name is Ben. And so is my brother. And um, my husband's has a brother named Ben. And (laughs) his sister is was married to someone named Ben. And then they named their child Ben. And I'm just like, what? When will this end? (laughs) Ours is William and David. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Ours is, and I just fed into it. Obviously, Tony. Everywhere. Yeah. James, Michael, Nicholas, all of the uh-huh. saint names. Yes. <laughs> very, yes. very Italian, <laughs> Catholic. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking as you're listing them off. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of summarized completely differently than what I had written because I reread it this or listened to it this morning and understood it better. So anyway, I'm a little lost with where I was. But basically, um, Izzy thanked her for um, she. Oh, Izzy changes the subject and tells Clary that she's glad that she had texted her 
um, when she did because she was bored. And um, she also said that she could tell that something was wrong through reading the message. But, like, she was also bored, so it worked out for her. (laughs) But didn't she only, like, send the address and just be like, one, two, three, no, two, three, two, Riverside Drive or whatever. 20 minutes or something. Or be there or be square. Yeah. Did she send a whole, like, I really need you. This is, I don't know. Like, but I guess if you guys just sent me an address and a time, I probably would drop everything and, and well, I go think, anyway. I think that would be like the mm-hmm. signal that, like, oh shit, shit's hopping. I better get here right now. Because eh, it's so fair. unusual. That's fair. Yeah. And I don't know. Get, maybe get, get it popping. Maybe they texted a little bit more while Clary was walking there and we just didn't get to know about it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the reason Izzy was bored is that everyone was at some like secret conclave meeting that Simon was going to be at. So um, I quote, okay, Izzy says this. I hate him now. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So anyway, she didn't want to go to this meeting because Simon was going to be there. So she was home alone. And Clary's like, oh, yeah, I guess the Institute did sound a little quiet. I still, I get it. These are YA books. It's still just like, where are all the adults? Where are all of the shadow hunters? Not a single one ever comes and stays there. Only children. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that they're shadow hunter jobs, obviously. But, like, it just seems like they would need to cross paths every now and then. Can your parents come to the door? You would think that they couldn't be this bad of parents. But they are. Yeah. Just totally gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Clary's like, whoa, 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 wait. Simon's with the conclave? He didn't tell me that when we talked this morning. Mm-hmm. And Izzy's like, eh, I don't know. Something to do with like vampire politics. I don't know about it. I don't really care. But she's like, chlorophyll, am I right? Sounds pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> and Clary gives no shits about Izzy's Adam Sandler jokes that I just put in her mouth. And so she asks if um, if Izzy thinks that he's okay. And nobody fucking cares if Simon's okay. So, book's over. Just kidding. The end. The end. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever fucking after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. So in response to Claire's question, Isabel's like, da, bitch, he has the mark of Cain. Nothing's going to get at him. Speaking of Simon, I noticed that you didn't ask me why I said I hated him. So I'm going to assume that you know why. Mm-hmm. Not because. Well, and it's like you just were skipping over the fact that, like, he might be in danger, which is probably why she didn't. But I get that. I get yeah. the sting. Anyway. Yeah. So Clary, like, plucks up the courage, because I think this would be hard, um, to tell her, like, yeah, she did know what was going on, and, like, she also knows that she should have said something. It's just that Izzy didn't seem too interested in Simon. And Isabel says this line that I, like, can't get over, and she says, it's just that I thought he would take it seriously, at least. Since I was so out of his league and everything, I guess I expected better from him than I do from other guys. I forgot Maybe, about that. Maybe, said Clary quietly, Simon shouldn't be dating someone who thinks they're yeah. out of his league. And I just want to have a little golf clap for Clary. Yep. Because, like, how freaking difficult was it for her to say that to Isabel? Isabel is commanding, and she is a pick-me in her own right. Um, she's just always assuming that she's a head bitch in charge in the room. She's the only girl at the Institute. She's got her chip on her mm-hmm. shoulder. She's so hot. She's so awesome. She's that one coworker that has to be in the spotlight. Yeah. In my opinion. That's who. Mm-hmm. And so, like, her kind of standing up for. And, and not that what Simon did wasn't shitty. It was. Absolutely. But it's like this whole time you've had this flippant yeah. attitude about it. Like, you want people to. You haven't earned the respect that you are asking yeah. for the respect for. Well, she's mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> she's so wildly insecure. And you can tell. Just by the way she behaves, because people mm-hmm. only behave like that because they're insecure. Um, but like, exactly, yeah, her whole kind of like, well, I expected him to fawn over me and worship at my feet so I could play with him, and now he didn't do what I expected. 
and he actually hurt me and I didn't think he had the power to hurt me and now I feel hurt. And so Mm -hmm. now she's like, well, now I'm going to, you know, oh, I hate him. I'm going to lash out instead of reflecting on her own actions within their relationship repeatedly, you know, Mm -hmm. them repeatedly saying that they were casual and they weren't you know, exclusive, um, her attitude, the way she treated him led him to believe that their relationship wasn't serious. And so she's kind of put herself in this position of like, okay, I got hurt. Yes. What he did was shitty, but like technically he was within the lines kind of a thing, you know? Uh huh. And Uh so at that point you kind of have to look at yourself and be like, what did I do to help participate in this? To, like, change it so I don't do that again and don't get myself hurt. But mm-hmm. Izzy, because of the way she is and because she's so insecure, she's not self-reflecting. Well, and mm-hmm. I think not that... Okay. I really like Izzy. So, like, we're just having a little beef mm-hmm. in this chapter. You're just, this you're is just, just in a That's normal anything against argument. Her. You will get back to being friends later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, it's like, even if... She expected Simon basically to be the golden mm-hmm. retriever boyfriend. But if he was the golden retriever boyfriend, I don't think no. she would have been interested. For more and than she would have treated him yeah, like a shit. Heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So Which he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But like that's not kind of things when... That's the test though, right? Like that's the insecurity test. That's the I'm gonna push you mm-hmm. away and if you keep coming back, then I'll know you won't leave me and then I'll feel safe. But then she'll get bored because Izzy's who she is and she doesn't want Mm -hmm. to feel completely safe in that way because she needs to feel safe despite whatever else happens. They don't need to lick her feet for Mm -hmm. her to feel safe, but she hasn't figured that out yet. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and I think these are very in-depth relationship things that a normal 16-year-old isn't going to grapple with or deal Mm -hmm. with or, you know... Um, but shadow hunters have that like live yeah. fast, die young thing. So they're always, I feel like a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know. Now it's playing in my anyway. head. <laughs> yeah, One welcome. quick thing. And then this oh, is not my. One quick Tommy. thing before no. we move on. Cause we're just kind of talking about the Izzy Simon situation. I wanted to bring up something about Maya. And I think the difference that between Maya and Izzy is really glaring like Izzy has way more development way more personality way more all of these things and last week when we were talking about Maya the one thing that I feel like when I, when I was like editing I was like I feel like I didn't say it enough and or make a big enough point about it so maybe I need to bring it up again but for me my biggest issue with Maya's characterization since book two when she first popped on the scene is that she is written like a um, archetype. She's not written like a person. Like, she doesn't really have any personality. The interaction she had with Simon, like, even the way her and Simon got together was, like, it just happened and no one really talked about it. She just kept hanging around yeah. him. Every every interaction with Maya and Simon was like her playing a video game next to him. Like there's no, uh-huh. she has no personality. The problem is, is that in later books, I know that she does have more personality. And so like that's one of the things that I feel like later on we get to see that. And so there's improvement throughout this series. But up until this point, she feels so flat and but we can see how much potential she has because she's got such an interesting story. She's still intriguing as a character, which is why it's easy to pass off in a book like this and not think about it. Right. Because she's got an interesting enough mm-hmm. story, but there's no personality there. And that's the, that's the thing that like is grating on my nerves is like, there's, it's all there. All you had to do was make her a real person. And like, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the part that I'm like, and that, that to me definitely feels like, oh yeah, this is showing its age because now I don't think, I think we're more aware of these things. We're more aware of that, mm-hmm. that maybe unconscious bias that you're not going to spend the time on this character or whatever. Whereas now I feel like we're more sensitive to that, both as readers and as writers, um, 
yeah, anyway. But I just, I feel like Maya was done dirty in the first few books that she was in. <laughs> so that was all. Anyway. Let me climb down know. off my soapbox. I think it's also the difference between that, like, short page count to, like, the uh-huh. 900 page count books yeah. we're getting now. Uh-huh. And I would have loved to have that same page count filled with interesting mm-hmm. information. Yes. As opposed to... The one to thing that stands out to me... Other things that we might come <clears throat> yeah, into. Yeah, the one thing that stands out to me was in book two when Maya had her face off with V-Tang. That was really the only time that I felt like she had personality. Okay. And, like, you could see what, like, who she is in, like, the way she was speaking and stuff. And then it's, like, when she's not in, like, a very contained, here you go, every other time she's just fucking wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see but. that. I could see your opinion, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, I lost my spot. Sorry. Because I stopped looking. No, I stopped looking at that because I was so interested in what you were saying. I was staring you down. Okay. Okay, Izzy agrees with... Um. Wait, nope. I didn't say this other part. So, Clary has... The gumption. She says what she says. And then, like me, she immediately follows her quick-witted, like, kind of, well, blah, 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 with, I'm sorry. (laughs) And saying that she really should just mind her own business about their relationship. So she, like, backpedals. And Izzy is like, yeah, you're right. You should mind your own business. Um, Because, like, this relationship, like, isn't any of your business. Just kind of like your relationship isn't any of my business. Because, you know, I haven't asked what's... You know, what in the shit show is going on with you and Clace? Like, you, like, Clace. Um, and then she plows head first after that, like, asking if they've done the deed yet. And I love this part. I don't know why. This, to me, was awful. And I will tell you why. This was my second, like, you are crossing a, a line. Okay? Yeah. So, Clary's embarrassed. And she's like, oh, my God, no, stop uh-huh. it. Why are you saying that? And Izzy is, she's like, what does this have to do, like, with the, like, what does it have to do with anything? And Izzy's like, it doesn't. I'm just curious. And I want to know what's holding you back from doing it. And Clary is super squeamish. She's obviously uncomfortable. She says they're taking things slow. And, you know, because, like, Clary's never rounded all the bases. And she says it kind of like, she won't even <laughs> say the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's very much mm-hmm. like, we, I've never, you know. And um, I know you're uh-huh. worried. Okay, about what's going to happen. But Isabel's next remarks are super encouraging. <laughs> nah, it was my night at the Roxbury joke, okay? She's okay, not being my... a great friend here, okay? I'll give you that. But anyway. and <laughs> I just quoted, okay? I know I just quoted, but I'm going to quote again. And um, maybe hot take, okay? I've been doing it. I am very irritated with Isabel. So I'm going to quote mm-hmm. this, okay? Jace has, says Isabel. I mean, I assume he has. I don't know for sure. Like, bitch, if you don't know, then keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Is she doing, like, things are going wrong for me, so now I'm going to make you feel insecure also? Like, I'm having a shitty time in my relationship, and we know things are going wrong with Clace. Um, But, like, well, I guess if I'm not happy, then you Uh can't be happy. And my only other thing is we basically rip jace through the the ringer Mm -hmm. the other day about like consent and um not grabbing people Mm -hmm. when they don't want to be grabbed she was told to stop touching her clary is very physically uncomfortable and izzy keeps pushing yeah and to Mm -hmm. me it's like it reminds me of like what are you approved what are you approved like that sort of like Mm -hmm. it's a very mean girl it's very bullying and if we're gonna hold jace to those same standards of not making people talk about or do things that they're not comfortable with izzy also needs to have that glass on in this conversation because um she keeps going she's like asking she's bringing up protection um like do do, if you need anything i have anything like we don't have runes for that and clary's finally able to duck out of the conversation by saying like she i'm uncomfortable you're making me uncomfortable basically Mm -hmm. and instead of apologizing 
Izzy just like, well, it's your fault because you don't know what girl talk is. Since your only friend is Simon, you don't have any friends. <sighs> So cunt. you don't know how to girl talk and you just need to girl talk. Show off your friends. But it's like, she, it's like she's kind of, which again, I have been Clary, I think, which is why I'm so irritated. Like I'm getting like PTSD flashbacks about it because <laughs> yes. I've been the Clary. And um, I don't know. It's just really fucking mean. It is. Like that is mean girl energy to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that she's like, again, we're just a little beef right now. We'll get back. And I think it's what Kristen touched on with her internal workings. Like, she's insecure. She's having a hard time. This, yep. that, and the other. But I don't think that she's being nice. Nope. And I, don't I like agree. It. I think she's being... Well, she's crossing a line. Like, she's clearly... Uh-huh. Clary's clearly uncomfortable. And she's clearly making... Like, continuing to make herself uncomfortable without any regard to who's supposed to be her friend. Like... Mm-hmm. When it's like you want the trust, and I think Izzy wants a yes. friend also. She just doesn't know Absolutely. how to get one. Like, and she's been so <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. clearly. And I think she's been very excited about her the entire time. Like, oh, here, let me borrow my clothes. Let me do this. Let me do that. But she doesn't know what she's doing. So even when she's dressing Clary. She's making her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She's basically, you have no style. You're not this. Yeah. You're not girly enough. You don't have this. You don't do this. And so it's like very one-sided. And I think it's because she doesn't have the skill set yeah. to do that. And I'm sure, I don't know, this is maybe me looking too far into it, but as middle child, female, oldest daughter syndrome, I'm sure she gets pushed into a lot of things that she's not comfortable with either. And she can either take that as like, oh, it made me try harder and be better or do this and not look about how maybe those things could be stimming mm-hmm. other stuff, like her mm-hmm. inability to be like secure in this relationship, like a relationship yep. or whatever. And so she's using that same thing onto Clary, who I know Jocelyn is crappy for the stuff that um, Jocelyn and I are beefing, but I don't see her pushing clary like that i don't think this is something she's dealt with before simon's definitely not going to do it Mm -hmm. i don't think jocelyn ever has i don't think luke would never right this is definitely talk about anything that would make her uncomfortable kind of one of those pivotal moments that you have in your mid to late teens where you have to make a decision of what kind of person you're going to be if you're going to be someone who continues to let people make them uncomfortable and not say anything, or if you're going to stand up for yourself. And it's an important like part in anyone's life when they like finally choose to be like, no, I'm going to put my foot down. So yeah, it sucks that Izzy's being a bitch, but like they'll get through it. They just Uh got to hug it out. Uh Uh-huh. I'm glad that you pointed all of that out. I obviously, because I thought it was funny at first when she was like, oh, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I just want to know if you've done it. And then when she said that Jace has and stuff, I started getting like, why would you, why would you say that? But yeah, you're digging in and you're, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. What a bitch. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Obviously, we all love Izzy. She's just struggling Uh in this moment. I just, I don't know if I'm entering my grumpy old woman phase, but I've spent the last three chapters just tearing this apart. So I'm sorry, but these are my old lady eyes. <laughs> Reading it. This is how I'm feeling. And I, like I said, this one triggered me because I have been Clary before and mm-hmm. it is awful. And I am a 35 year old woman that doesn't know how to say you're making me uncomfortable. Stop yes. still. So um, I've been there and it's awful. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me more. Sorry. After that, Clary asked Isabel. So basically, she's stopped the mm-hmm. sex talk. She breaks. She, you know, she drops that off. Isabel is like, um, you don't have girl talk. This is girl talk. And so Clary's like, okay, girl talk. Cool. I'll talk to you about Jace. Um, has he said anything to you about me or anything? And she's like, no. <laughs> and... Um, she hasn't said anything about being uncomfortable or being mad or being upset or anything about Clary, but she can just tell that he's off because his brood factor is like cranked up <laughs> to 11. Uh-huh. And um, she's like, and so Clary's like, do you think he's okay? She's like, no, absolutely not. Are you okay? And Clary's like, no, I'm not. 
And that's the breaks, kid. And by that, I mean there's a page break. And I'm glad to remove myself from this conversation. Okay? <laughs> I'm glad to not anyway. have to be here anymore. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm over that. So we get to rejoin Simon and Camille in the Shia surprise sequence. And for all the talk that she just did, Camille is not standing her ground when the Shadow Hunters came in bursting through the wall Kool-Aid Man portal style. Okay. She's screaming, bitch ran for the door, and then realized she couldn't get out because it was daytime. So she ducks, like, cowering against the wall. Her fangs are out, and she's, like, hissing at them. Just did not expect a reaction like that from her. I know. It's like you're all bark, no bite, man. Yeah. And so Simon decides that he's, because we're in his pop for this, and he's just going to fade to black in the shadows and watch. <laughs> this Homer Simpson the ne- Watch what he's created. Yeah, you did he's this, just bro. just like out. And I know I shouldn't, but my mind keeps thinking about like the elf squad from the Santa Claus, and that's what they look like. Yes. And I want to know why am I like this? Why are you like this? I could get it. They're using tinsel to, like, tie her up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Bernard's there because he's in everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So Maris is at the front. She's flanked by Jace and some other shadow hunter dude. And Jace and Maris just casually murder the Riff Raff brothers. Okay? (laughs) Casually, like, walking by. Like, they're a middle school boy jumping to hit the top Uh of the door. Okay. It's the most That's natural how they thing in the them. world. <laughs> yep. He's in his element. He's in the wild. And um, I just bet Miris is just in her head. And she's like, I am so fucking hot right now. I am so official. I am the angel's avenging right hand. I, I think that she's so into herself right now. Okay. She has... Um, Captain Catherine Janeway energy yeah, at this yeah. moment. Okay, a hundred percent. And then the other <laughs> is that red. What did you? Is that red? Uh-huh. Yes, the red hair from mean? from orange yeah. to the new oh. black. Yeah, 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 yeah. From yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, amazing. Starship Federation that. Voyager. Like she's got the she's got the best. Anyway, sorry, I will not change it on that. And so the other Nephilim starts sweeping the bank with sensors looking for demon activity. Ooh, we see sensors again here. They come back. They're bringing it back. And once she reaches Camille, Maris tells her that she's broken the law and is now subject to the law's punishments. So she can either come quietly or she can fight. And she literally asks her, will you come quietly or will you fight? And Camille is crying blood-stained tears. Crazy. And choking out the words Walker and Archer. And Maris pulls a total bitch move and asks her lackey, a man named Kadir, to translate what she's trying to say because she has no ability to read context clues. What is she saying? Why is she upset? What is going on here? And Kadir, Kadar, I don't know how to say his name, tells her that he thinks she's mourning the death of her human servants. And Maris is like, well, you aren't allowed to have them, so... And again, I will quote you, baby, one more time, and I'm very sorry, (laughs) but it says this. I made them before downloaders were subject to your accursed laws, bitch. Okay. And she says you, bitch, and she definitely didn't say it in that inflection, but it's happening. They have been with me for 200 years. They were like children to me. Maris's hand tightened on the hilt of her blade. What would you know of children, she whispered. What does your kind know of anything but destroying? And I know Maris just went through the most horrible of things. Literally cannot imagine a worse thing happening to me. And it was just like six weeks ago. But man, like she was released for duty too soon. Mm-hmm. She should not be in this situation. How awful for them both. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely, you get that, a little bit of that, uh, icky feeling of the shadow hunters with her right here a little bit at least i did Uh yeah and so um this rebuttal from maris has camille declaring that like she knew the shadow hunters actually hated all downworlders and the whole accords thing and all of them being equal and the council seats it's just a sham and maris tells her like 
doesn't even say anything. She's like, take her away, boys. <laughs> Onto the sanctuary. She hits the car twice. Yep. And Jason, Kadir, grab Camille, and Maris basically reads her the Shadowhunter Miranda writes. And Camille says that the only person that she's going to be willing to talk to is one man. And his name is Magnus mm. motherfucking Bane. Mm. And Maris can't wrap her head around why she would want to talk to him. And so she just asks her. Like, she's... The woman was so sunned to speak. She was just like, why do you want to talk to him? And Camille has drawn her line in the sand and she's holding it. And all she says is like, I will talk to Magnus and only Magnus. I'm not answering any of your questions. I love it. And the portal you came in on. Mm -hmm. And that's it. They like drag her over to the portal. And Simon is left feeling kind of shell-shocked and struggling with what he just saw. He feels bad for Walker and Archer because it's not like they were really, like, good people. But, like, did they really ask to be what they were, like, in the big scheme of things? Mm -hmm. And maybe a long time ago, Camille didn't ask for this life Mm -hmm. either. But regardless, she's a monster in the eyes of the Shadow Hunters, And maybe it's not just because she's killing dudes. Because he's picking up on the Shadow Hunter Mm -hmm. ick vibe also. Yep. So Jace asks Simon if he's coming and he like in his brain revisits back to like Camille doing her like gotcha bitch line to Maris about you don't like us. And then he follows reluctantly. That's that. Makes you feel like you just can't win here. I feel bad and I feel disgusting, but I'm on Simon's side this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay he's still fucked up he, he still oh. deserves to get his ass whooped a little bit yeah well and I think I think we've talked about this before I think our main shadow hunter POV characters are very much the younger mm-hmm. we're gonna put the institute on its head we're gonna mm-hmm. spin the system we're gonna reform we're gonna make change and they are very much not yeah. the norm for shadow hunters and i think maris is one of those characters that like her children are invested in this revolution so she's kind of she's got like her foot in the door and i think that she would have made different decisions if she still wasn't like clearly an awful like ptsd mm-hmm. about what just mm-hmm. happened um i don't know it just i feel like everyone's yep. making decisions anyway. based on probably not the healthiest emotions and tendencies. Mm-hmm. Yes. When it's like you'd like to think they could all just kind of like they went through the war, all that stuff happened. You'd like to think that like, oh my God, let's just go back and recruit. But like evil well, doesn't sleep, I guess. Mm. No, it yeah. does not. Anyway, make sure that you read chapter 12 Sanctuary for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Down World or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.